Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30pm for our weekly discussion. From Genesis all the way through to Revelation, let's read the entire Bible in 2021 with The Bible Unmasked. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of The Bible Unmasked. If you are here with us, I'm so glad you are here. And my name is Elizabeth Thomas, and I'm your host today. And with us, we have our beloved Pastor Dexter Thomas. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome again, everybody. We're going to have a grand time. Yes. Okay, and if you are here, you know already that you can that, that it's this is always aired on Sunday night at 7:30 on our YouTube channel or on plantationsda.tv. And you can click on the subscribe button and you will get notifications every time we um air a new episode. So we're glad you're here. Please remember to invite your friends and family to join us as we are reading through the Bible in this year of 2021. So if you, as you are reading along, we do encourage you to not try to squish it all in and real quick in one night or, you know, to spread it out and go along with us. And if you're reading and you have any questions, please text us those questions to 954-388-8780. And we will be so happy to receive those questions to answer them um, by our pastors who are doing this every week. And um, and you will get your answers. <laughs> and so we want to get started with today's episode but with a word of prayer. And I'll just ask you, Pastor Dexter Thomas, if you could pray for us. Lord, thank you so much for the richness and the wonders in your word. And I pray that as we discuss the insights, the questions from what came up from our last week's reading, that our hearts would be touched, moved, stirred, and just bless, saturate our souls, God. Massage our hearts with your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, let's do a quick um, review here. Last week, um, we had um, Pastor Jennifer and our principal, Rob, um, sharing with us from Ecclesiastes 5 to Isaiah 11. Can you... Yeah, what what I like is 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 our excellent presenters um, help us to appreciate the the pessimistic. Well, I should say the whatever positivity we could find from pessimism, which is what Ecclesiastes um, primarily dealt with. Solomon is reflecting, um, you know, on his life and so on. But also, they got us going in Isaiah. Right. As we saw how he met with God when King Uzziah died. And I believe that inspired so much of the entire book, which we'll delve in some more. OK, so um, this week we are reading Isaiah 12 to 37. And um, just to remind you also that, you know, every week as this is being aired, then in next week's um, chapters will be shared with you. And also at church, they'll be shared with you so you can um, keep hearing when the next chapters are. So can you um, maybe give us a quick recap of what of what is for today? OK, so today we, we like like. Sister Thomas says we're doing 12 to 37 and um, we're going to touch on not so much his prophecies, but some of the promises embedded in Isaiah, um, the challenge at the end 
where King Hezekiah was faced with death and destruction and how he turned to God in a powerful way. So look, fasten your seatbelts. Let's go. Yes. These prophets, I think, would be interesting to um, meet them in heaven and to learn about them because they all, you know, a prophet was there to share oracles, right? And when he was sharing things. So you wonder if they're kind of a, if they, what personalities they all oh, have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Isaiah was so interesting because he was, um, he wasn't the guy with the bullhorn on the street corner. He started as, um, as a prophet in the palace of the king. So he was like a religious advisor to the president. He was a big boy. Um, and he kind of lost status as the kings became more sinful. Um, but he never lost his prophetic calling. And, and by prophecy, it's not only foretelling, but it's also foretelling. One is to predict the future. The other one is to proclaim a message of justice and righteousness in the present tense. So they usually did both of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Sorry, I diverged there. Okay, let's get to our first question here. Um, and I'll be reading verses, the verses that go along with that. So if you want to grab your Bibles and follow along with me, I'm going to be reading in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. And that's, here it is. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. And the question is, is there any significance with Lucifer being called star of the morning while Jesus is called the morning star in Revelation 21, 16? Wow, good start. What a yes. brain teaser. <laughs> and and I, I, this is my random guess. I think it has to do with both of them. Um their their role in the presence of god one reflected god's light right star of the morning while the other one was the light itself the morning star um and and and, and in isaiah 14 i don't know if this is your your next question from 12 to 14 it describes lucifer's fall you know, so you, you have Isaiah 14, 12 to 14, then you have Ezekiel 28, 17 to 19. Um, and of course, you have Revelation 12, right? But it describes his fall from heaven. And, 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 and Ezekiel said that iniquity was found in him. But Isaiah tells us that pride was that iniquity where he thought he could be bigger and better than God himself. Hmm. Okay. Good. Okay, let's go on to question number two. So Isaiah 15, verse 1. I'm just going to turn the page here. Um, the burden against Moab, because in the night Ar of Moab is laid waste and destroyed, because in the night Kur of Moab is laid waste and destroyed. Here it's talking, he is concerned for Moab. Wasn't he sent only to Israel? Oh, boy. Mm. And you know, in, in, I don't have a count, but I'm sure at least 15 to 20 different nations are spoken of in the book of Isaiah. Why this is significant? It's significant because, again, you need to understand Israel's role. Israel's role was not to be a remnant in terms of rejoicing that they had a special message. 
Their focus was to understand that they had a remnant message, which simply means they were God obligated them, God commissioned them to share his love to the then known world. Israel was basically at the heart of the then known world, the, the traders, um, the merchants, they all had to pass through um, Israel in order to get to where they're going. So they were strategically located, almost at the center of the city, as it were. Um, and so, so all these nations that Isaiah keeps talking about, crying out against, pleading with them, it says that God's heart had deep love and compassion for the universe, for the entire world. And that was his agenda for Israel to reach them. So that's why you see throughout Isaiah, as, as you guys are reading, and you, you're going to keep reading next week as you go from 20, 38 to, to the end of Isaiah, you'd keep hearing him calling different nations. Why? Because that's who God wants to convict and convert. Hmm. So do you think, I'm throwing this in here, do you think that, um, you know, when we all go to heaven that there's going to be some people in the Bible times that maybe were Moabites or Hallelujah. some other oh, nations yeah. that, that, were, be, that were, um, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for, that, you know, were convicted or were surrendered to God, I guess, or that gave their hearts to God and that they will be there. Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. what, what would be interesting to research, which I didn't do, is figuring out how Isaiah message actually got to these people. Mm. Um, because it's not recorded like he had a, pro, uh, a scribe like Baruch for Jeremiah, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but how did they get the message or was he giving it to the Israelites to give to them? That, that would be a fascinating thing to, to study. Um, but again, the clear word, the clear message is God's heart was filled with compassion, not just for Israel, but for the entire then known world. Mm. Okay, let's go jump a bit ahead here now to Isaiah 20 and verse 1. Isaiah 20 verse 1. In the year that Tartan came to Ashdod, when Zargon the king of Assyria sent him, and he fought against Ashdod and took it. Mm -hmm. Go to 3. Okay, at the same time the Lord spoke by Isaiah the son of Am. Amos saying, go and remove the sackcloth from your body and take your sandals off your feet. And he did so walking naked and barefoot. Then, oh my. then the Lord said, just as my servant Isaiah has walked naked and barefoot three years for a sign and a wonder against Egypt and Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. um, so Isaiah is commanded to go barefooted and naked. Was this encouraging nudity? Lord have mercy. Oh my goodness. Should we, we go to the nudist beaches? <laughs> is this is this the, the Playboy version um in the Bible? But the answer is no. The answer is no. Um naked simply means he did not wear his outer garment. So he definitely had so in our day he would have his his t shirt and his undershirt on, but not his jacket, if I should say like that. So he had on his shirt and tie, but not his jacket. That's simply what it meant. However, though, the point is still made that he would have looked like he didn't have an owner. Like we would say that in the Caribbean, you know, um, like he was an orphan. He would, you, they would clearly see, okay, this reputable man, something is missing. So he would have gotten their attention. And that was the purpose for him um, having a physical manifestation of God's displeasure. Um um for the people okay <laughs> does it also though kind of mean like just being kind of 
open and exposed to that you're being vulnerable yeah definitely because for you know i i have to you know liz i have to really respect isaiah mm. remember he started as this big boy mm. so having to 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 dress dung as it were mm -hmm. and be that casual and then go barefooted right. you know this guy who used to roam the palace you know who had access to the president all of a sudden now you you're like you're, you're like you're homeless Mm. You know, so definitely a deep sense of vulnerability mm -hmm. just to communicate God's message um, to his people. Right. Okay, good. Okay, let's keep going here. And we're going to go to Isaiah 30. And in Isaiah 30, we're going to look at verse 15. Uh, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Amen. But you would not. Oh, okay. So the question, how does this promise apply to a hard-hearted Israel? Yeah, that's a good question. Because, you know, again, as I, as you read Isaiah, as you continue this journey in Isaiah, I hope you, you can feel God's deep love, his yearning to be intimate with his people, right? Mm -hmm. And look at the promises. Rest, yeah. renewal, um, transformation. No, no, no anxiety. You don't have to live with that stress anymore. Mm -hmm. But yet still they didn't want it, yeah. you know? And I could imagine how difficult that was for the Lord. Right. So definitely over and over, you see God extending his heart, extending his compassion, and he's constantly being rebuffed by their recalcitrance. And I, I pray that will not be us. Mm -hmm. You were going to say something? Right. No. So could I take my advertisement break? Could I do my advertising break right now, y'all? Mm -hmm. So remember, remember, if you are new, by the way, I see our numbers are dumb. Um, we, we had views up in the 300s, you know, January, February. But, you know, it's kind of natural that they'll be falling off. I have been praying, though, that something different would happen with our program. And when I say our program this entire series that you would be so touched by the word you'd be so hungry for the word that you'd be reaching out to people so um family please please let's get those numbers away from the 60s and get it back into the 200s and 300s i'm talking about viewers now on youtube on our youtube channel i don't know how um the plantation website viewership is um but but we want you to find ways to connect with people and share what you're hearing and let them know, come check out the Bible Unmasked. All right, my advertisement. So um, I, I wrote a devotional called Discovering Hope in 66 Places. And I know our technical experts who I dearly love would put this website, innovativeoutreach.com, innovativeoutreach.com. I go through the entire Bible using practical, motivating themes that makes the Bible come alive in, in some of the most relevant and timely ways you would ever read it. That's my experience, you know? So, so recently, um, I've been doing the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. And in 1 Corinthians, the, the, the theme that I'm covering is, is build... Um, healing community because loneliness people suffer from loneliness so badly i mean people don't even go to bars to drink 
They don't go, if, if they did that, then they would purchase the alcohol and bring it home and drink it. They don't do that. They go to bars to hang out, to connect, to feel a sense of belonging. And, and, and Corinthians gives us insights in how to build authentic community by telling us what not to do. Right. And this is what I do in discovering hope. In second Corinthians, I, I talk about people pleasing. Right. Uh, and how to defend your your in integrity with honesty. So I we have 66 of these. So you go to InnovativeOutreach.com. You subscribe to the daily email of Discovering Hope in 66 Places. And you would be blessed. Back to Isaiah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advertisement. Right. <laughs> well, it kind of goes with what the question you were talking about, how God, you know, he's there and he's wanting to give all of this to us, but are we ready to receive it? Yeah, and the Israelites yeah. weren't. But here we are giving you the answers to your questions on the Bible Unmasked, and mercy. are you ready to receive it? Mercy, mercy, Are you ready mercy. to take it and ask those Hello. questions that you have? Hello. We want those hard questions. Hello. We want to get real es and talk about God. Especially right? ask those hard questions next week to Pastor McCoy. That's the <laughs> scholar. So make sure Isaiah 38 to the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, we... Um, go to, we're still going to go in, uh, in chapter 30, Isaiah 30, verse 21 here. And let me just find it. Sorry. Here it is. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Is this still small voice? The Holy Spirit or our conscience. Yeah, definitely. If if there is guidance for you outside of you and it's guidance into the path of righteousness, it did not come from you. So definitely the Holy Spirit. And what I love about this verse, it's such a precious promise. It's such a, a word of you're not left alone. You're not rotherless. You have a compass, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I love the fact that even in Isaiah, God's Holy Spirit wants a personal relationship with us. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. <laughs> okay, so could you expound on that? How do you know then the difference if it's your conscience? Like I said, because if, it's, if, if there is any insights that's coming outside of you, mm -hmm. guiding you into the path of righteousness, you didn't do it. You are not that good. Sorry for disappointing you guys, mm -hmm. but no. No, so it's definitely the Holy Spirit. And and you know what's nice about the verse also? Thank you for bringing me back to it. Mm. God wants to lead us. Mm. You don't have to keep guessing. We don't have to keep guessing our way through life. God wants us to cry out. And, and, and it doesn't always have to be a shout or a big sign from the heaven. Sometimes it's a whisper in your heart. It's a whisper in your conscience. Mm -hmm. You know, like you have shared, you have shared, Liz, you know, how when you were in college, you distinctly, heard the voice of God, mm -hmm. you know? And so he wants that for all of us. Right. Okay. I think everybody is always wondering that. And, and you know, you're like, okay, God, I want you to just tell it to tell me. Tell it to me. Yeah. So. But you have to make yourself listenable. Right. I know that's not a word, but you get me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's keep going um, to chapter 32. And in 32, we're going to read verse 16 and 17. Then justice will dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. 
The work of the righteousness will be peace and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. Wow. Oh, all of those words just sound like... Wow. Ah, so nice. Wow. Okay. Um, let's see. The question here is, what's the relevance of this beautiful promise? Was it realistic? Right. Again, just like Isaiah 30 and verse 15, God constantly was seeking to target their hearts. He was, he was letting them know when you begin to walk in me, the, 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 the life of heartbreaks, the life of a life of anxiety, a life of inner turmoil would no longer be part of your existence. It does not mean you won't have hardships and struggles, but you won't be losing it from inside. Israelite had it for their taking. They never took advantage of it. Okay. Okay, let's keep going to Isaiah 33 and verse 16. He will dwell on high. His place of defense will be the fortress of rocks. Bread will be given him. His water will be sure. Mm. That makes me think of Elijah and how yeah, that's he, true. The, you know, the ravens brought him food and he had that water right there. And we really don't need to worry about things well, it, it, like it, may, that. it makes me think about Psalms 37, 25, where David mm-hmm. says, I, I've been young and now I've, oh, I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Mm. Okay. Uh, the question here about that is, explain this promise that our bread and water would be sure. And, and I think we did. So the, the, yeah. the, the promise is simply, you won't go hungry. So like 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 you said you said Liz you don't have to worry how did Jesus say it God look God dresses the lilies and they I mean they look cute you know and then he feeds the sparrows and sparrows are so cheap people shoot at them but God cares enough to feed them right um so in, in like manner he cares for you you will not go hungry that's a promise you need to tap into that promise that you don't worry but you replace worry with deep trust so can I ask a harder question? Yeah. So what would you say to a homeless person about that verse? Yeah, and I you know, and they may be a believer and they may be praying and asking for these things. I would say wrestle that verse to the ground. Seriously, I mean, and I want to be as practical as, as possible. But seriously, you lift this up to God and say, God, you said this. Now show me how to make it a reality. So it's not just praying it and claiming it. You know that name it, name it, claim it, take it to your house and frame it. No, 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 no. This is not an incantation. You know, it's not where you're just repeating some kind of chant. You have your role in making it happen. But what God is saying, when you partner with me, my promise, my word to you is going to be sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I believe. Right. Or you think that maybe sometimes that hunger won't be as strong or something that God will somehow sustain you through it or something. I don't but just like you quoted with, with, with um, Elijah, right. you know, Elijah. Yeah. God fed brother man, mm-hmm. you know, in a place where food would not have been possible. Right. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Or even the Israelites in the wilderness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Okay, let's go to Isaiah 33, 19. You will not see a fierce people, a people of obscure speech beyond perception, of a stammering tongue that you cannot understand. 
So a people of stuttering lips. How does this? How does the New Testament writers understand this? Yeah, that that question kind of trapped me, because it's somewhere in the book of Acts where Paul was quote where Peter sorry was quoting Isaiah. I I didn't look it up, but I know it's somewhere there. Uh, no 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 no. I'm wrong. No no no. Let me give it to you. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Wow, I'm happy we left that question in. <laughs> it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, where Paul was speaking about the gift of tongues, right? And, and what Paul was saying to them is, you know, tongues should be spoken when it could be understood. But then he quoted Isaiah, and he said, you know, a people of, of, of a different nation. So he was lightning, he, he was trying to say to them, that's the power of the gift, right? That God, God will give you the, 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 the gift of interpretation um, so that what happened on the, in Acts chapter 2 could be your experience. We, we had a pastor in Trinidad who went to Suriname to preach. Suriname, they speak taki-taki, which is broken Dutch. And, you know, he was doing a revival and his, his interpreter did not come that night. And he was so nervous, sitting there waiting, you know, um, the time is going. And then the Holy Spirit says to him, you stand up and preach. And he's like, Lord, please do not make a fool out of me. And he heard the voice again. That's still a small voice, right? Isaiah 30, 21. Stand up and preach. So he's like, well, God, all right, it's on you. So he got up and he started to preach. And the people were just waving their hands, saying amen. And he's like, what? He's preaching in English. They were hearing him in taki-taki. Right. The next night, the interpreter came and, they, you know, he was only speaking English again. So God does that. And I think that's what Paul did with this passage from Isaiah. Hope that helps. OK. OK, good. OK, let's go to our next question here is Isaiah 34, verse 16. And uh, let's see. Search from the book of the Lord and read. Not one of these shall fail, not one shall lack her mate. For my mouth has commanded it, and his spirit has gathered them. So, um, I guess, is this referring to the Bible? Wow. The book of the Lord, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good question. And, and you know, there wasn't a Bible like we have it, you know, 66 books. Um, and by the way, you know, Isaiah has 66 chapters. And um, Isaiah is also called the, the, like the mini Bible. It covers so many themes and it's the most, he's the most salvific oriented prophet, right? He lifts up Christ probably more than any other of the major prophets. But anyway, back to the question. So no, it is, it's not the Bible as we know it and no, nor is it the, um, you know, the, the old Testament either because Isaiah was still being written. It could have been the Torah. But what, whatever it is, I think the promise was the answers you need, you can find it in the book of God, the word of God. And that's why, family, I really would impress you. Please share this, share this Bible on mask. It's, it's, it's blessing people. Don't keep the blessing to yourself. Get people reading the word. Even if you, you felt you fell off, holler at your people and say, hey, man, let's get back on track. We have five months to go. Let's, let's get in the word again. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be preaching. I just got happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay, um, let's go to Isaiah 37, 1. And um, let's read this here. 37, 1. And so it was when King Hezekiah heard it that he tore his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord. And the question is, what does it mean to cover in sackcloth and ashes? And I know there's other places in the Bible where um, uh, Queen Esther, her Mordecai, he did the same thing. Look at you. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure there's other places that are not coming to mind. But so what does that mean? Yeah, it, it simply means that 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 it's a day of it's a day of hardship, it's a day of mourning, um, that it's it's terrible sadness. And what I like about Hezekiah doing that, I know it, it's kind of nice. I like what they do because they had physical outward expressions of their grief. And we don't we don't have that anymore. They had some powerful traditions. So people knew they were grieving. So they gave them space. They empathized with them. We, we don't always do that. We have to like wash our faces and pretend everything is all right. You know, we don't have a society with traditions that that help people to face sadness um, with sympathy. So I like that Hezekiah, he sought God. He didn't go to strategize with the other military um, leaders. Um, the, the Syrians were saying, man, we're going to destroy you. You know, and, and, and the Syrian was telling the Hezekiah's, Man on the wall, look, don't let him bamboozle you with nonsense. You know, where are the gods? Don't let him tell you that God is going to rescue you. You see, dude didn't know which God he was talking about. He didn't know that the God he was criticizing is the one that actually gave him breath to criticize him. You know, um, and, 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 and Hezekiah sought God, man, and he sent a word for the prophet. And the prophet said, you know, God is going to do his thing. So, yeah, I hope I answered the question. Yeah, and I was, well, I was going to ask, so what, like, well, I guess there isn't anything, but I don't know, like, what are we supposed to do this to, you know, can we do anything similar or should we be in a, you know, how they were with sackcloth and all that? Like, how did that stop or why don't we do that anymore? Yeah, I, you know, I guess, you know, from culture to culture, tradition change and whatever, or or it it loses its fashion or whatever it is. But I think even as a family, we could do things like that. Like I heard about a couple, um, you know, sometimes the guy came home and he was really tired and the wife who was a, a stay home mom she was tired too and from the time they got home they would get on each other's nerves and then you know one day they realized no look this is not good we are we are attacking each other from a really tired space so they made a deal they said well look um if you really had a bad day when you come home wear your hat back to front (laughs) and he said to her well look if you having a really bad day if the kids were acting all crazy you felt like you wanted to pull your hair out Wear your apron back to front, you know? <laughs> and then one time he came home, his hat is backward. She flung open the door and he saw her apron was backward. She's like, oh my goodness, both of us are in a mess. They just hugged and started laughing. They're like, we are an absolute mess. But I think things like that, where you have physical manifestation of, I need space, I need help. It's a way to communicate deep emotions, mm-hmm. you know. So I do think we could still find ways to do things like that. Right. Our version of sackcloth and ashes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Liz, I won't see if you put your apron on back to front. <laughs> no, I was thinking about that. Okay, we just need to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> Use words. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Um, let's go to Isaiah 
37, verse 7. And this is our last question already. Okay. Surely I will send a spirit upon him, and he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. Mm. Um, what does it mean that the Lord put a spirit in this man? Right. So I believe this is talking about Sennacherib, mm. who um, was doing all that bragging and boasting and telling Hezekiah's men, your God is nothing. He's a joke. Where are the, where, where are the other gods of the nations? Right. And God is like, I, I got I got his number. You know, I got his number and speed dial and I'm going to take care of him. And it's interesting that it says that the Lord, you know, send a spirit upon him so that he believes a rumor. And, and w w what it's simply saying is that because I'll, I'll give you a couple of other passages to support what I'm saying. Second Thessalonians um, says that because they did not want to believe the truth, God sent them strong delusions. Um, what it simply means is when we push God away, Satan takes over. You know, a, a lot of times because we have God's protection and we pray especially, God helps us to discern lies. God helps us um, to block when the enemy is feeding our mind with demonic thoughts that mislead us. He did not have that protection because he was intentionally attacking God's character and attacking God's people. So God just stood back and the enemy took over. And, and the, in the Hebrew mindset, if, if God allowed it, God did it. And that's why it's usually spoken like that. Similar to Pharaoh's heart being hardened. So I hope this helps. Okay, good. Okay, well, friends and family, we would like you to continue re reading with us. Um, this next coming week, it's going to be Isaiah 38 to 59. And next week, Pastor McCoy and Olivia will be um, here to answer those questions for you. And again, if you have any questions, we want you to send them Text them to us at 954-388-8780. Thank you very much. And to close here, we will just close with a word of prayer. Dear Father in heaven, thank you so much for this word we received through um, your prophet Isaiah many, many, many years ago. And how you have your arms outstretched to us and you want to give us and you're ready to give us your blessings and we are to are just to receive it and um lord i pray for each one that's listening to this that our hearts and our um our hearts would be attuned to you and that we would hear you calling us and hear your voice bless each one in this upcoming week and may we um walk this week with you um, we thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible and Must. Read your Bible daily. Join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Let's read the entire Bible in 2021 with The Bible and Must.